Hello and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 106 and we're reviewing Odd Taxi. As always, there'll be spoilers throughout this episode. We're going to be talking about both Odd Taxi, the TV show, and briefly about Odd Taxi Into the Woods, which is the recap movie. Well, to preface, we, we actually watched Odd Taxi at the beginning of this year, um, before, or I guess after like everyone had been raving about it, especially a lot of our brother and sister podcasts. Um, so we jumped on the, the bandwagon a little bit late, but it was definitely a treat to watch. And with Crunchyroll finally releasing the movie in the woods on its streaming service earlier this month, uh, you felt that it was it was a good chance to to watch it again and to experience it again. Although it probably wasn't in the way that we had hoped for. Oh, did I say into the woods? I think I, I may have called it Into the Woods, oh. but yeah, In the Woods, you're correct. The The actual title is Odd Taxi Movie In the Woods. Uh, I don't know why they call it The Woods. It should be In the Weeds. <laughs> or Out of the Woods. I think that's a phrase that most people are familiar with, but yeah, I don't know what they were intending with In the Woods. Like, what? what's the, what's the meaning behind that? Maybe there is no meaning. Maybe but... the only tie-in is that they're all animals, but like half these animals don't live in the woods. Yeah, well, yeah, Odakawa's a walrus. Uh, Goriki's a gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Either way, the movie was, um, it was all right, and we'll dive all into that. Um, but yes, this has been a very highly requested review among our listeners, so we're excited to finally talk about it. The way that Odd Taxi is structured, as we assume you guys know since you're listening to this episode and you've probably watched the the show or at least the movie, it's structured in a way where we could not possibly talk about this show episodically. It would be such a clusterfuck. Um, I think it would be probably more confusing than anything to try and follow us as we try to follow the different like threads or strings in the storyline as they unfold each episode. So it's better for us to talk about it holistically and kind of break down each character and the role that they play versus what happened episode by episode. Basically, this is going to be structured like our movie reviews. Of course, because In the Woods was the most recent Odd Taxi thing we saw. Uh, but yeah, I think even if we were to do an episode by episode review of the full show, it would i think that would just be confusing and plus i think it's better to probably talk about like you said all the the threads and and the strings coming together at once to unravel the mystery of what's going on in the show i'm thinking let's talk about the tv show first um and then towards the end we can recap our experience with the recap movie i do have um some some choice words for the movie but We'll do our best to kind of keep the characters straight. As you all know, I'm terrible with names, so this is going to be really tough for me. I might just default by calling them the animal type they are versus by their names um, or like what role they played in the story. Uh, but I have my anime list up here with the character list to, to, to do my best to keep everyone straight. But yeah, let's talk about the, the TV show first, then we'll jump into the movie, and then maybe we can share final ratings for both at the very end. What do you think? 
Yeah, because I have two very different ratings for both the the TV show and the movie, and I'm sure you as do, do too. I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess to to what our appetites, as usual, we can talk first about the OP and the ED for Odd Taxi. And so with the OP, you have the the song called Odd Taxi, which is by Skirt and Pun P. One of my favorite group names. I think they're two separate artists, right? They uh, came together. Yeah, Pun P is one of the composers for the music in the series. Um, and yeah, I guess Skirt is someone else. It's just so funny. Like Skirt is the name of one guy, and the other guy's name is Pun P. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Every time the song comes on on Spotify. Um, in the car, I always have to say skirt and pun pee out loud. I don't know why. It's just, it's addicting. And I just think the song overall is such a great lo-fi, chill vibe. Uh, very different because, you know, people call this like a, a sort of neo-noir story. And it doesn't sound as sleuthy as something you'd expect from some like uh, something centered around like a, a crime or a, a mystery uh, I'm thinking of like uh, Crybaby from Tokyo Revengers, which in some cases it had like mystery elements to it. And then the the, the song itself had that sort of, what would you call it? Like jazzy sort of feel. Like you would think like a show like this with the story and the premise, it would be something along those lines. But yeah, it just opens up with this very chill guitar riff and uh, a little bit of like pop mixed into it with yeah just lo-fi vibes this was my lo-fi vibe of early 2022 i would say (laughs) (laughs) yeah the op is an absolute banger it's it is so chill you can listen to it all day every day and it never gets old it has the coolest visuals i think it's like a a nice blend of different art styles sometimes there's like these psychedelic moments sometimes there's these really lo-fi chill moments that that you watch um and i i think we noticed when we first watched the tv show that they would sometimes edit out certain pieces to shorten the op probably Mm -hmm. for runtime to allow more time for what was going on in the episode because there's a lot that happens in the story but yeah it was it was great to to watch i think we we tried not to skip it unless like absolutely necessary and i rewatched it uh right before our review just to familiarize myself again with it and like with most OPs, it's it's pretty spoilery. Uh, I like obviously first time you watch it, you're not gonna assume any of that. Like you, like Courtney said, it's psychedelic visuals, almost in like a South Park papercraft style, but still within that uh, the style of the animation of the show. Uh, and uh, there are a couple s- scenes of it that I really enjoy, especially like with the sort of metaphors, uh, like with the hippo character. Um, I'm pulling up the list here too because there's a lot of characters in here um, whose names I forget. Uh, what was the hippo? The social media guy? Kabasawa. Yeah, Kabasawa. Um, I think you see um, it looks like a balloon of his face. And then I think a phone, which acts as like it, it's inflating his head, kind of like how social media is inflating his ego. And then you have uh, Tanaka, the crazy puma we call, we i just thought it was a cat, cat the yeah. whole time the the puma character who becomes obsessed with that eraser and then is obsessed with like trying to kill otakawa i think his was like a like a video game and he was trying to dodge these obstacles and then he 
picked up some of the like rare collectibles that he was pursuing throughout his life. Uh, kind of fitting in with the theme of him working at the video game developer and um, him just having these obsessions. Uh, and then, you know, like, despite all like th- those metaphors that I love in this uh, OP, I just love when Otokawa is trying to wipe the bird poop off his windshield. I like that part too. <laughs> it's a very simple moment, and it's just it, there's some like obviously it's anthropomorphic characters, but there's something that just feels so human about seeing that. Like it's a it's a problem that we all have to deal with, and it highlights how Otokawa is just this regular guy who's just thrown in to this crazy story yeah i love that part as well it, it really does feel very um like very plain but in a good way because he is a pretty plain character and despite all of the crazy things that he's going through or that a lot of these characters are going through i i feel like they are pretty regular people tackling mm-hmm. pretty regular things maybe outside of like the murder and and the 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 gang and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, a lot of the characters go through very like everyday type of things. I think too, we we found um, Skirt and Pumpy did a live version of this OP song on the YouTube channel, YouTube channel first take, right? Did they? Yeah, I think they did. Did I not show it to you? I'm pretty sure I found it when I was browsing first take. Let's see. That's weird because I'm usually the one who tells you when there are artists on first take. I know. <laughs> but I, do, I think I, I was th- curious to know if there were any artists that I recognized um, on first takes. And I was scrolling through and I think I saw a skirt and pun pee. Yeah, I see it here. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar, the first take is a Japanese music YouTube channel where Japanese music artists come in and they do live versions of the songs that they are known for. And so, yeah, Skirt and Pumpy came on to do the Odd Taxi OP. I think recently Avril Lavigne actually showed up to do a cover of, was it Complicated? Like, yeah, yeah, she did Complicated. They also had Harry Styles recently, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy. I think it's, it's grown. Like, this channel has grown so quickly over the last few years but it's cool that skirt and pumpy did a live version and we'll link um that video and that youtube channel in the discord so if you're not a member of the discord find that link in the description and join last thing i'll say about the op is i actually took the time to look up the lyrics for this this song and it's very i would say some of the verses are are a little bit cynical and i want to say it's probably evoking like Odokawa's cynical perspective of the world. And it's also just coupled with some driving metaphors in, in line with him being a taxi driver. Um, like, when you lean into the undercurrent and turn the curve once again, you seem to fall into the drain. What do you see? What's echoing? Answer me. Like, that sense of, like, someone feeling lost. And, the, you know, turning turning the curve like reminds me of like driving so hopefully (laughs) no one feels lost while they're like driving around cruising and listening to this song you know as as much as i say like oh this is such a lo-fi vibe um some of the 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 lyrics are a bit like depressing (laughs) (laughs) and with the ed we have the song sugarless kiss which is performed by 
Mystery Kiss, the idol group that's highlighted throughout the show, but it's actually the voice actor Suzuko Mimori who does the voice for Ru- Rui Nikaido, the the main uh, girl in the idol trio. The white dog? Yes. She's a dog, right? <laughs> um, That's a good question. I think there Rui- are, it, it's two... It's a dog and two cats? Yeah. So it says on the Wikipedia, and it says that Rui is a toy poodle. And the the two other, the backups are are cats. Uh, Calico Cat. uh, Ichimura is the Calico Cat. That's the one that goes out with, um, uh, uh, what's it? Kakihana, (laughs) Odakawa's, Odakawa's friend. And then you have the... Black Cat Mitsuya. Oh, that was the one that was... She was the one that disappeared. And then whoever her replacement was, the actual um, killer. Watagaki, I think, is is the replacement. Um, or am I looking at this wrong? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're right. It, it, her real name is Sakura Watagaki. Watagaki. Um and Mitsuya was the original uh, member of the group. I'm like, I'm I'm fine with this ED. Normally, I'd be like, oh, this ED is boring, especially after, uh, you know, coming off of like a great OP and an intense episode. Then you have like this very plain ED. Uh, I like that they use Mystery Kiss to sing the song, but it's nothing but Otokawa's taxi just like on screen in different colors and whatnot. But I think here it makes sense because... You're bombarded with all of this information, all of these plot lines, every single episode. It's kind of nice to take a step back and just digest that by watching and listening to a very simple ED. Yeah, I think something bombastic would not have worked for this show. Again, thinking of the lo-fi chill vibes, but also the neo-noir aspect of it. Um, I think it's just funny that it ties in with the the idol group um, that becomes more of a focal point in the show as the series progresses. Uh, And I would say it's like, I call it a quote unquote manufactured J-pop. So it feels like a parody um, and it doesn't feel like it should fit with the ED for the show, but in a way it works, I guess. And so, like I said earlier, we are going to approach this review as we sort of do with movies, since it was uh, Taxi in the Woods that we watched most recently. So with that said, listeners, it's time to take out your odd fares as we drive right into our synopsis and discussion for Odd Taxi, the 2021 anime television series and 2022 film adaptation in the woods, both produced by OLM and PIX, directed by Baku Kinoshita, and written by Kazuya Kinomoto. We are taken on quite the odd taxi ride through Arthur Reed's version of an anthropomorphic Tokyo, where events surrounding the mysterious disappearance of a Kuroneko idol girl are linked together by one middle-aged walrus named Odokawa, a cynical taxi driver who knows a little too much about what's going on than he'd prefer. With his own odd taxi as his trusted steed, Otokawa cracks the case by hunting down all of the animal crackers scattered about Tokyo and shoving them in one box, whilst undertaking his own journey of social reconnection. With the In the Woods expansion pack, we see that when it is revealed that the Kuroneko idol girl was choked to death godfather style by her envious successor, 
Killer Neko Idol Girl tries to tie up loose ends by doing the same to Orokawa, but he emerges victorious with sending her on a one-way one way ride to the slammer and celebrates by visiting a zoo with his longtime nurse. With new material totaling a grand five minutes within the woods, perhaps we should have skipped this odd taxi ride and went with an abnormal Uber to get to the same spot at half the fair. There were some early theories. I want to put this out there before we, we actually dive into the show. There were some early theories that I saw before we actually watched Odd Taxi where people speculated, like as the show was premiering, that the story was about a guy who died and he's driving people and meeting others who have also died and like not realized it yet. And they're like sharing like just who they are as people. And like, I don't know, like there was this, this weird theory out there, obviously, as the show progressed people realized that wasn't the case but people were like yeah i bet he died and that's why everyone's you know animals or whatever like this is the afterlife and all of them are trying to find their way <laughs> and i was like it's a really complex theory that's completely hmm. incorrect but hey that's the fun of watching shows weekly is that you get to theorize about what's going on with the the community yeah i think at first glance i thought it was it was kind of just like with zootopia that that disney movie it's just placing these characters in human situations, but just throwing an animal coating over them. And then when it's revealed that the the animal characters, like their designs actually play a role in in why they appear that way in the show, I thought that was that was kind of mind blowing in itself. But that, that I've never heard of those theories circulating online. And maybe it's because I didn't want to read too much into Odd Taxi before watching it just to to keep myself fresh for it. I really appreciate too in, in the show how the voice acting feels more realistic and casual compared mm-hmm. to that very and I say this in a in a, a nice way, like that very over the top Japanese voice acting that you get in anime. I think we all know like it's that's clearly most of the time what you hear in, in anime that Japanese voice acting is not how people actually talk. And that can be the same for like any cartoon, right? Like there's going to be that that acting behind it. And there still is acting behind the voice acting that you're getting in Odd Taxi, but it's just more realistic. Like the way Otokawa talks, like, yeah, it's intentionally sort of subdued because he's a very kind of chill guy. But there are other characters too that just kind of talk. Like they just talk how they normally talk. I'm thinking specifically about the boar character, the comedian. Oh, like the, the, the homo sapiens was their comedic duo. Yeah. Like when he would talk, it was just like so plain. Like you're just talking to a regular person um, versus like hearing a voice acting performance. So I think that really played into this overall show. Like at first it kind of was, was off-putting because it's not what you expect from an anime. But as the show went on and you can kind of see the realism that this these storylines are kind of rooted in not all of them um, but most of them are rooted in i was like okay this this makes it feel more not realistic um, but easier to connect with because it sounds like you're just watching regular people do regular things that somehow intertwine and, and have an impact on each other maybe the the term to use is like down to earth because yeah, yeah it, it's not it's not your typical anime in Odd Taxi because it it deals with more more of a quote unquote realistic situation despite the the mystery of the crime, uh, and it's it's funny like you're talking with or talking about Otokawa, um, 
He's voiced by Natsuki Hanae, who is actually the voice actor for Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. So you think of like complete opposites in the way that those characters are portrayed. I would say Tanjiro is a lot more animated and emotional, or the way that、um, Natsuki Hanae pro- portrays him. And then you have Odokawa, where it's just his like mundane, low low voice that really doesn't have any emotion to it. But I think it makes the character feel more relatable and, and, in a way, like a little bit more realistic. And even small things like going back to the, the comedic duo,、um, Homo sapiens, like hearing them have their banter on the radio is it's so inconsequential. I think even like the first episode, you have Otakawa driving around the city and he's listening to them. And. They could, they were just, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but yeah, I don't it, was, <laughs> it was like just them, I think, talking about their comedy routine and, and the, the comedy show or competition that they were going to participate in. And, you know, it, it, it does have a significance in the, the, the story,、uh, but just like conversations like those that just keep the show sort of grounded in a, a reality that most other anime. Kind of like most other anime tend to exaggerate things,、um, especially because you know they're mostly like fantasy stuff. But here, despite the characters being animals, again, it's there's something about it that feels down to earth. Kind of like with this anime, I felt like I was watching、uh, not a sitcom, but something along those lines of like a live action story. And there are two parts that really anchor that story. I think it's the mystery behind the missing girl and the taxi driver, Otokawa. Now, there are a lot of, again, other threads that play into this, but I feel like, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like those are the two anchor points in this story because a lot of、um, the end goal sort of relates to like who killed this girl. And, and, you know, people trying to get evidence around like her last whereabouts. And that is kind of what sucks Otokawa into all this stuff.、Um, and then again, he is obviously a core part of the story because everyone is sort of tied together through him. Like the threads always kind of lead back to Otokawa, even if not immediately, like they somehow find their way back to him. And it's funny because it's like he. He doesn't want to be a part of this at all. He just wants to, you know, like, like Yoshikage, Kira, and Jojo live a quiet <laughs> life as a taxi driver. And this all just sparks from that one taxi fare he did, transporting the member of the idol group to the, the, the,、uh, The office. The, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's some, some office they yeah, went to. F- yeah, for their, their management office. And so here, let me piece this together because even after getting the recap from In the Woods,、uh, I had to like realign myself with what the, what the plot is so, or like what happens in the mystery of the crime. So Otokawa drives the original idol girl to the management office. She gets offed by the girl who wants to take her place, but that the, the, the manager wants to get a hold of the dash cam to hide the fact that it was two different people because they reported her as just originally missing, right? 
Yeah, but I think it's revealed at the very end that Otokawa never drove the girl who got killed. He drove the murderer, which mm. is why she was so hell-bent on killing him because he is the only witness to her being at that that building at that time and place. Because okay. um, thinking back to like the last episode, um, he says, oh, I drove the girl who liked fried chicken. Or something like that. All right, like he yeah. he knew her already. Like he recognized her because he had driven her before. But people kept saying the black cat. Well, they're both black cats, and that's why he didn't kind of distinguish one from the other um, until the realization happened, where she's like, "Oh shit, he remembers people. He remembers me. He's the only one who knew." Okay, and so what was Dobu's involvement? Dobu being the part of the the yakuza grunt i guess so i think they were trying to look for the boss's daughter so the black cat that got killed was the 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 gang leader the yakuza uh, leader's daughter and so he somehow was tasked with like finding her or something um obviously he gets introduced when the social media hippo takes a picture of him and otokawa and in the background you see dobu um but yeah like he i think that's that's his initial tie-in and there's also like other threads with him, you know, between him and like the porcupine character. But yeah, no. I think mm-hmm. that's why he's first involved. Okay, so it's he's he wants to get the dash cam footage for a, a separate reason, then, or did, was he even aware of the dash cam footage? Yeah, he was because he wanted to buy it. Okay. He wanted to basically outbid the dog manager guy mm-hmm. for that dash cam footage. Okay. I know, <laughs> it's so complex. It's yeah, really then, complex. Yeah, you have all the other characters that come in, like the 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 nurse Shirakawa, the alpaca, who just kind of serves as the love interest. And then you have yeah, the the stuff with Yano and his his ability to just wrap things. Um what else is there? Kakihana, Otokawa's uh, best friend or his drinking buddy, who also gets looped into everything with <laughs> with the the other idol girl who plays like con artist games so it's like <laughs> it's like a, a ball of yarn except the, the yarn is stretched out before it comes back in like, <laughs> so yeah loose threads. the writing is so intense like not only does it perfectly weave and bring together a huge cast of characters doing seemingly completely disparate things it does not put any item or detail to waste while it is trying to weave that complex storyline mm-hmm. and just when you think that's already a lot to handle um, I think re- watching into the w- into the woods, watching in the woods, the recap movie helped me to realize because again, watching the TV show, I'm just focused on like what the fuck is going on with all these characters. Rewatching it again through the recap movie allowed me to also realize that on top of all of that is this bonus layer of like not like commentary necessarily, but just touching on things like gotcha gaming addiction, the dark side mm-hmm. of the idol industry. Um, how fickle internet fame can be, broken families and trauma, online dating, obsessions with celebrities, like all of these other things that have these mostly negative impacts on people um, and how they can like shape and, and consume their lives. All of that happening at the same time in just, what, 13 episodes? Yeah, just 13, which is, again, crazy because, yeah, all these characters are experiencing these different aspects of like I would say like human faults but then it's 
Odakao, who is like, I guess you could consider him the most normal out of everyone who, who really helps these characters out of their funk in a way. Even, I, even I also he, to... yeah, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be assigned that role basically yeah <laughs> he doesn't want any of this shit um but i have to comment one more one more thing on 13 episodes i mean this show accomplishes more in 13 episodes than most anime can accomplish in like multiple seasons so right. i have to no filler yeah there's no filler nothing ever seems rushed like i feel like every plot thread had was like pretty flushed out and I think mm-hmm. that that's even more so with the last five minutes of In the Woods. Um, it, it gave us a little more closure on a, on a, cu- a couple of things. But yeah, I, fe- I felt very satisfied by the end of the 13th episode that like, for the most part, like I, I felt good about every character. There were some where like they play less of a role or I was a bit confused. Like the main boss, Don Raku, the monkey. He, uh, was it The Don baboon Raku? or whatever the fuck he was. Oh yeah, that he was, was the, the cat's daughter. I mean, the, the cat's, cat's daughter. The, the cat's father. <laughs> yeah, Don Raku was the benefactor for the organization. Like, the, I think it was like for orphans of traffic accidents. Yeah, so he played a role, right? But I felt like he didn't play as big of a role. Like, he played a big role in spe- in specificity to Otakawa, and then it's his daughter and like his organization that like dobu's a part of but like we never saw very much of him he was very much like a background character who had some influence on other other characters okay i'm sorry i i mixed it up uh don raku wasn't the benefactor for uh, the organization uh for like overseeing the traffic accident orphans that was the the yakuza boss uh kuroda who's who's a tapir or tap here? Oh fuck, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the elephant-looking guy that was in the sauna room with him. So that's, I think that's even more reason why I wanted more about Don Raku because I'm like, there's a, a Kashigomu, a, a, an eraser about him. Like that plays a big part in the story. His daughter is the one that gets killed, but like he himself was like a pretty absent character. Again, there's mm-hmm. already a ton of characters. Like we probably don't need more, but he was talked about a lot and so i felt like there was enough about him yeah okay I, now i'm on the odd taxi wiki uh kuroda and donraku are like childhood friends and so there, there's the connection there oh, okay yeah like the even the most uh seemingly different characters have some sort of connection even if they don't know each other personally like in the final episode we see several separate characters again some of who i think have never even met each other all tied together because they're watching the same bridge as Otokawa's taxi falls in and the cool thing is they continue to tie these people together um because of that scene where like you see Otokawa's taxi fall into the water and then you see the piece of soap falling into the bathtub for the idol who hated being poor and like hid away in her bathtub all the time apparently or the chicken falling into uh the fryer into the fryer for the idol who was obsessed with karage and the body falling into the water for the idol who covered up the murder like they were just like little ways that they kept bringing everyone together even in that those final moments as Odakawa was almost <laughs> plummeting to his death. Yeah, as he was reliving his childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's amazing how this show kind of takes that concept of six degrees of separation and then applies it to these characters who also get that sort of 
like change of pace or uh, turn a new leaf in their lives again with Otokawa being the central the central catalyst to all of that although the one or I guess the pair of characters that I didn't really understand like their place in everything was the comedic duo the comedy duo the homo sapiens yeah I right? didn't either they felt a little detached from everything like I know the uh, the the quote-unquote the younger one who was the the I don't remember if he was like a horse or something maybe Not a the, donkey <laughs> yeah okay maybe it was a donkey um I know that he was seeing the main idol girl Rui the, the poodle. poodle but that's like the only connection I made uh from that and then uh, the boar of course worked at the the club where Tanaka had shot up the shot off the revolver and they were competing in the contest that don raku was judging right okay but yeah there was nothing beyond that that really connected this duo to the bigger story at hand although i think there were some moments when otokawa was listening to their radio show where they right. made commentary about things that were kind of at play in the show but again it's there's so much other shit going on that i kind of put that that radio show on the back burner mm -hmm. so i'm sure if you listen to it more um more uh What's the word I'm looking for? If you pay more attention to it, then yeah. you may discover more things that connect them to everything else. Um, but yeah, everything and everyone in this story has a purpose, has a role to play, somehow impacts the story. Um, again, on that rewatch, even the numbers off the lockers in the locker room play a role into the story because that's how Otokawa picks the lottery tickets for the one dog's uh, lotto the, the draw. Idol, the idolizer. Yeah, the idolizer, yeah. <laughs> like, he just pulled up the picture and just read off a bunch of random numbers from those lockers, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, even the numbers on the lockers play a role. So of all of the storylines and all of the characters, well, I guess these are two separate questions. I'll, I'll start with this. Who was your favorite character and who was your least favorite character? Hmm... Yeah, there's, and storyline aside, because that's a separate mm -hmm. question. Storyline aside, just characters themselves. Um, who is your favorite and least favorite? Uh, may maybe this is like the the mainstream answer, but I would say like Odokawa is my favorite out of out of the show, just because he's the again like that unexpected hero who like it's like everyone comes to him for their problems. It's sort of like he's the I know he's like the taxi driver in here, but like the quote unquote barber, right? Who hears everybody's stories and then the onus falls on him to just try to figure it out. Even though like we see that he has or like through the doctor Goriki that he has some traumas of his own that he's, he's not like outwardly trying to resolve, but it, it kind of comes into play with uh, how he's been acting throughout the show and this isn't a side, but like I noticed as we were watching in the woods that there are hints that not all is as it seems with the the characters having animal designs. Uh, because if you remember, they, they picked out a scene where Otokawa is visiting the doctor and he Otokawa comments on the nurse looking like an alpaca or maybe that was in the, the cab scene too. Uh, but they they kind of laugh this off. Yeah, there there are like 
small hints like that that uh, tell you that Oldokawa is, is seeing everyone in animal form because he has that uh, visual agnosia. I and... think another one, uh, I could be wrong. I'm trying to recall from the recap movie. I think another one is when the dog manager for the idol group was in the taxi talking to Otokawa by himself and he had mentioned like, oh, they're talking about one of the idols and he was like, oh, the calico cat. And the guy was oh, like, what? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> he I didn't that say was... anything. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like very inconsequential just things that Otokawa says, but as we see the twist towards the end of the, the show, like it comes into play. Uh, but yeah, I think just overall like with Otokawa, him just being the, the, the great equalizer of the show uh, whilst going through, through his own journey and healing from his traumas. I think that's what makes him the most interesting character for me. Um, the, the character that I least liked... Um, you know, as funny as his his lines were, I would say Yano, just because he he seemed like the most eccentric out of all the characters. Especially, like I I doubt there's anyone that could have that much of a freestyle rap ability, unless like you're like Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> who who's 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 great at like freestyling, but. I would say like he kind of felt the most quote unquote anime out of all the characters, um, even though I, I'm sure he, he was supposed to be mostly com- comic relief. Uh, but who are your favorite and least favorite? I'd have to say my favorite was Imai, the dog who idolized the idols. I don't know. I just thought he was cute. Like he was just fun <laughs> to watch. He was always so happy, even when he got kidnapped and was forced to give out his or give away his lottery money. Like. He, he was just pleasant to watch every time he was on screen. And I think, I don't know if he like gave Otokawa money or, or what at the end, but he ended up having some like close relationship with Otokawa by the end of the show. I think it was the leftover money that fell out of the taxi when it was go- diving into the, the water. He gave that to Otokawa? Yeah. How did they collect all that money? <laughs> Maybe it, like some of it was still in the trunk. Maybe no. it all flew out. I'm like, how the fuck are you yeah, gonna collect all says, that? It also says it says Imai is a skunk, not a He's a, a skunk. Which makes yeah, like the his sort of full hawk on the top of his head. It's Aww, it's white. Right? I like that. He does not look like a skunk at all. He looks like a dog, but that's cute. Um, I'd have to say my least favorite character is also Yano. I just I know it, some people were really enamored with the the wrapping. I just didn't like it I, I was like just talk normal it was kind of annoying like having to l- listen to very casual regular feeling voice acting and then Yano just come out of nowhere and like the music change and like trying to follow him first of all props to the, um, the translators yeah the translators because they found a way to keep his subs completely aligned not completely aligned but like you know within the same realm of what he was trying to say but make them rhyme in english i was like damn that must have been so hard like a really really difficult task (laughs) but they did it um however it was still so like convoluted at times that like he's talking so fast this rap is happening i'm already confused a lot of the time in this show and then trying to like catch up to what yano was saying wasn't always the easiest task so yeah i just have to say of all the people he was probably my the one i least enjoyed watching Related question, though, as I was kind of hinting before, which character thread or storyline did you like the most and the least? Oh, mm, I guess <laughs> I, I, 
guess I could say Olokau, but I wanna I wanna go a, a, try to see if I can go a different route. Hold on, let me let me think about this. Do you want me minute. to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so my favorite was actually the crazy puma, the crazy cat. Oh, Tanaka. Yeah, I, I mean they barely said his name, but um, yeah, I guess it was Ta- Tanaka. Uh, he was so interesting to me because he didn't play a huge part in the story. But he still got a huge part in the story. Like, I don't know if that difference makes sense. Like, they dedicated, I think, like half or a whole episode just to his backstory to build up his insanity. That was the whole oh, point yeah. of that, mm-hmm. was to tell us how fucking insane he had become because of all the things that had happened to him. And that's what led him to go after Orokawa after Orokawa was like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I just, I thought that was so random but so interesting at the same time. He was genuinely creepy. And mm. most of the time, I don't feel genuinely creeped out by characters. Like, you know, you might have like the Yandere or just like the, the psycho characters in different shows. He actually was creepy to me. I'm like, ew. I, I got uncomfortable watching him, especially the way they'd animate his like psychotic face. Yeah. But I think the the wildest part to me is that everything that he experienced was not really that dramatic or traumatic, especially compared to like Otokawa. Because what, he lost an eraser bid and spent his parents' money and then got beat up by his dad because he was doing something he shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And then he like didn't have the he didn't get the, the dodo eraser. And then growing up he didn't get the the dodo gotcha. Or yeah. he didn't roll the for the dodo. Or no, he did at the end. Like right, like mm-hmm. he was trying to get that forever and ever, and yet this other guy had rolled like twelve of them. Um, and then he finally gets the dodo and his phone gets destroyed. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. more like he got, he had really shitty luck, but nothing like really bad happened to him yet. He's so mentally unsound that that was enough to make him want to kill a man. Yeah. I think it's just highlighting the obsessive nature of, of people, like how that can just lead them to a breaking point and, yeah, I, I get like the, there. There's so many characters in here that highlight different aspects of I want to say like the the human condition, but I think that's the one that is really the focal point for Hanukkah, which it, it makes it it tragic that you know he kind of wastes his life wanting to pursue something so material that at, at the point where he he reaches it and he he it slips out of its his hand. Like he he just loses all sense of sanity, like it's it's almost like a like like a, a Joker the the Joker of Odd Taxi right the wild card of Odd Taxi yeah and like he he holds this grudge around losing the Donraku Keshigomu as a kid to the point where when he finally realizes that Ditch Eleven is um, Dobu right the the one monkey. He, he's ready to kill the guy. He shoots him over something that Dobu doesn't even recall nor care about. And he's like, you're the you're the start of all of my problems. I'm like, how insignificant is that, right? Like you lost uh, a bidding war for a, a rare eraser and that was like the catalyst for all of your problems. It's, just, it's crazy to me how delusional this character is and how he thinks what he's going through is like the worst thing in the world where he's justified in trying to kill two people. Is it? Dobu that was the user I know yeah. he says it because but... he's ditch 11 in zoo the zoo game Zuden mm-hmm. because Orokawa looks at the profile picture and he immediately recognizes him and Dobu says oh shit oh shit that's right you're the one who can tell faces apart 
Hmm. Okay. So at least like Ditch Eleven in Zudin is uh, the top player of Zudin is Dobu, but I don't know if he like straight up confirms or no. Maybe he does say like, "Oh, I did buy that eraser on a whim or some shit." I can't remember, but um, that's the reason that the crazy Puma shoots him. Wait, sorry, I'm I'm backtracking that because Otokawa got the eraser from Shirakawa, the nurse, who in turn got it from who? I don't know who she got it from. But it was originally Dobu's? No, Dobu is Ditch 11. Ditch 11 is the bidder that outbid this crazy Puma for the Donraku eraser. Yeah. So it was in his possession. I guess so. And that... <laughs> Well, maybe he gave it to her when they were dating. They were dating? Well, like, quote-unquote dating. That's how she got into debt with him. Oh, okay. That's why she owed him money. Okay. I don't know if they were... They they might not have been dating, but, like, they had a past relationship of some sort. No, okay. So that's probably where that thread connects. I think so. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, Yeah, someone can clarify if we're just just shooting off the wrong (laughs) things here but again it's complex (laughs) i'm sure we're not the only ones who can't keep every single plot line straight um but to move on yeah to your least favorite story my least favorite oh god it's probably both the comedians i just Mm -hmm. i didn't care like they just they were fine like it was interesting in its own right but compared to everything else going on in the story i felt like that was the least interesting yeah I know that we're going to sh- probably share that. So I'll put that as my my least favorite uh, storyline. Uh, I would say my most favorite one outside of Odokawa's is probably Kakihana. The, what is it? <laughs> he says here, he's a white gibbon, basically a, a monkey. Uh, just because it, it was sad to see his state of life. Because um, I know like he struggling with debt. And he wanted to spark up a love life through a dating app, and it just all goes awry with the the calico cat. Uh, what was her name? Ichimura. And she sets him up in this the Yakuza scheme, and then he's just getting beat up. Like He's not directly involved with the mystery. He's just there by association, I want to say. But yeah, I guess I, I empathized with him just trying to get his life on track. And then you kind of see that towards the end where he he works a, a uh, works at a job like the honest way and you know he's still buddies with Otokawa. So I'll say that he was probably my favorite storyline outside of of course Otokawa. I know we've been talking a lot about like the characters and the voice acting, but I, I want to comment one more thing on that. So I feel like everyone, all the characters in the show feel so mature. Like this is a show mainly about older adults, but even the younger characters like the idols or the skunk idol fan or the hippo who wants to be social media famous all have mature issues to deal with. Like the idols have this very depressed like millennial demeanor to them especially the calico cat who's dating the monkey Mm -hmm. like she's just very flat she's like i'm poor and i just wanted to be rich or the poodle right like when they're not in front of their fans like she's like very flatlined um and like is constantly weighed down by 
dumping a body in a in a lake right like that that weighs on her through the whole show um the idol fan the skunk wins the lottery but is too naive to think about his safety when he posts his win on the internet before he's even cashed out anything um so he goes through like a lot of issues with that the social media hippo guy like feels the intense pressure to stay relevant and the sting of falling off when you're internet famous so it's it's kind of cool how everyone again, like has these things to deal with that feel like pretty relatable or understandable because obviously like not all of us are internet famous, but we can understand or empathize with what they're going through. Yeah, it's it's intriguing that, you know, like the, the show is obviously focused on solving the, the mystery, but at the same time, it's presenting again, these different aspects of the, I'll say it again, the human condition um, whilst solving the mystery so it makes it more interesting than just keeping it this sort of straightforward whodunit plot line um but i think the other cool thing about this show is again with the twist where it's not we're not living in animal crossing it's like actual human beings that okawa has assigned to these faces i i, I liked the the kind of reveal of who everyone was at the end where you see obviously Otokawa as a human, he's still this stumpy little guy, but then looking at all the other characters like Goriki, uh, the doctor having features of like gorilla like features with his, his beard or uh, with Imai, the skunk like character. It was mostly because they had like that faux hawk. Uh, I just appreciate that that, that sort of um, anim- animated feat of meshing animal and human characteristics together where it kind of makes sense why Otokawa was envisioning all these different people as his as the zoo animals he saw. Speaking of reveals, I got chills with the murder reveal. It was so unexpected. Mm. And it was just, it, they just like slid it in there. Like just put it in there like she was on the phone with her mom talking about like how oh, the idol group like fell apart kind of so now I'm I'm moving up the ranks and whatnot and I'm, I'm doing my best to to follow your words and, and to always you know achieve my dreams and then they just as she's talking about like the girl disappearing they just swap the screen and you see her choking the girl to death and I'm like holy oh, yeah. fuck <laughs> that was so cool that was so well done they they that was a perfect choice by the writers to just slip that in gently and let that sink in for the viewer. They didn't like, you know, tell you they're about to drop that bomb on you. They just mm-hmm. did it. It was great. I, I loved it so much. It's it's kind of ironic because you, you see like this cutesy idol girl that's doing this heinous crime. Uh, and all it's... you hear is like the tightening of the rope. Yeah. Like that's it. It, it is so eerie. I, I I got chills when that came up. I was like, holy fuck. No way. Yeah. It was like a, almost like an Agatha Christie type of reveal, like towards the end of a, of a story, but it, it made sense. Like it, <laughs> it's the person you most least suspect in the story. I don't know who you, did you have like a, an, a running idea of who you thought might've been the, the murderer? I thought the manager, the dog manager. Mm, I thought yeah. it was him. I don't know why. I was just like, maybe because he's he's he had the most access to them, um, and I was thinking, well, maybe that's why he wants to get the dash cam footage so bad is so that he can hide any evidence of like where she was or whatever, um, which I think is part of what he's trying to do anyway. But yeah, I thought it was him. What about you? 
I think yeah, I originally had thought it was the manager, but of course that just presents the red herring. And yeah, when it was revealed that it was just the the the, the other the the killer killer Neko girl as I called her or the killer Neko idol as I called her in the synopsis, that that just blew my mind. All right, let's talk recap movie odd taxi in the woods um yeah i didn't like it (laughs) i Mm. didn't like it i don't i don't think it was necessary um i i guess in this case it helped us a little bit because we were able to refresh our memories before going into this review but honestly i found the recap to be more confusing and difficult to follow than the full show and i think a large part of that is because of the character narration and interviews it was like they were trying, the intent was to help you remember like the roles that they played and what they were doing. But I would rather have just like watched that versus like ha- hearing them talk about it with that overlaid on top of like imagery of them doing stuff. Like it just kind of was too much all at once. And if that was difficult for me to follow, having watched the original TV show, I cannot see how this recap movie could be beneficial to a first time viewer. I, I, would I cannot so I think a, a first time viewer of Odd Taxi cannot and should not watch the movie. They should start with a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I was gonna say this film does not feel quote unquote casual friendly. I think it's aimed towards people who who watch the show and you know th- they were enticing people with the fact that this this film is supposed to provide even more closure at the end which I'm sure we're going to get into later. But yeah, a lot of nuances are removed in this movie with that recap nature of it. Going back to, you know, just hearing the the radio banter of the Homo sapiens as Oyokawa's listening to them um, on his drives, or even the fact that, you know, like you have the voiceover that's going over all of these scenes, but you, you don't hear anything that's happening in these scenes. So it's it's almost like you're presented with a, a slideshow of everything that that's going on or that was going on in this the series proper and you know it those those scenes and uh, the episodes of the show itself like even with um the the whole thing with Tanaka that's kind of just a shoot to the side here with him going like falling into insanity with his obsession with the 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 dodo like those moments and those episodes in the show it made the world feel more alive rather than hearing these talking heads talk about what happened and it's still not clear like who they're talking to like i know that they showed right after the end of the quote-unquote recap when it picks up during i think episode 13 the final episode of the series that's where the the talking heads stop and it follows otokawa like carrying out operation on taxi right like I know that one of the interviewers was connected to Tanaka as like a middle schooler, like the guy who had all the like the eraser collection. But like what are they gonna do with all of these interviews? Are they, they private had, eyes? They showed like an image where he and like two other people had all of the like the pieces of paper with everybody on right. them. And then nothing like they, they they didn't revisit that. They didn't clarify that. I thought the whole time they were talking to the investigators who were looking into the, the cat's murder. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I, it was just weird. So let me let's take a step back for anyone who hasn't watched the recap movie. Um, it's essentially uh, most of what happened in the show, but interlaid with these interview scenes, which I think are original to the movie, right? Yes. So they're interview scenes where each of the main characters, and so not all of the characters, but each of the the more key characters, um, goes to this restaurant and sits down at this booth. And you're in almost like a POV of the interviewer. So they're talking like directly to the camera, talking directly to you. You don't hear the questions that they're asked, but you can kind of gather the idea based on how they're responding. Um, and they're just basically like talking to this interviewer in a way that recaps what their role was in the story. But again, it's it's... I don't know, like the way it was done made it more confusing than if they would have just right. given us like pieces of the actual TV show in a more condensed version. That's what I was expecting is that they take key moments from the show, uh, just re-edit it so that it, it comes out not cleaner, but just in a just a more concise summary of what happened. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, I think, Topher Grace, the guy from that 70s show, uh, was able to uh, re-edit the Star Wars prequels into one movie where it it kind of made sense. And I think that's what I was hoping for from In the Woods, but that's not what panned out at all. Yeah, I feel like if you really love Odd Taxi, the extra dialogue and interview scenes and commentary could be interesting, but... I didn't think it had much to offer. But let's talk about the extra five minutes that you got at the end of the movie that was supposed to expand on the story. Do you want to recap what the, those five minutes entailed? I think you did in your synopsis, but one more time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll just uh, paraphrase. But we, we see this happen at the end of episode 13 where the the killer, killer necro idol girl, uh, she's talking to her mother and saying like how she will kind of do anything to pursue her dreams. And then we see that she was the one who actually murdered the original member of mystery kiss. And so she just wants to tie up one more loose end, knowing that Odokawa is the last link between her and the crime. And Odokawa's in the, I think he's in the park area. She climbs into his, his cab and asks to, for a ride somewhere. But, um, she's just slowly kind of revealing almost like a like a bond villain slowly revealing that she's the one who was actually the cause of all of these events and then she's taking the knife out of her taking a knife out of her backpack with the intent to kill Odokawa on the spot but then the camera cuts to the outside of Odokawa's taxi and we just see that there's a scuffle going on but we don't know who survived then the movie fades to black goes to the next scene where it shows Shirakawa, the nurse that's been infatuated with Odokawa. <laughs> I just noticed that both their names kind of end with the same syllables. But anyways, um, she goes into his cab. We learn that he's he's fine and dandy. And then they go on a date to the zoo. And then the credits roll. And it's, it's nice that the credits include the OP, the Odd Taxi OP. But it's only through there that we learn that killer Neko Idol girl was arrested for attempted murder because I'm sure Odokawa had won the scuffle and then turned her in. But it's just, you know, if, if, I, if I had just watched Odd Taxi and then wanted to watch this movie to see the closure at the end, 
I would feel gypped because it's just you only needed to watch the last five minutes to get the quote unquote closure. And this this recap movie is over two hours long. Yes, it is so long. Um, and again, it makes sense, right? Because there's a lot to to recap in this recap movie. But yeah, I just thought the extra five minute scene at the end like wasn't that satisfying. I guess you get the closure that like Otokawa and the alpaca lady are maybe gonna start dating or have started dating. Mm-hmm. So that's nice for him. And then you get the closure that the murderer was arrested. But but it's it's happens so it happens in the credits in a screenshot that that just it just blows my mind that they make it so minuscule of a revelation in that sense. Yeah, I just I didn't think it was worth it. I, and especially because I think a lot of people enjoy the way that the TV show ended with that cliffhanger that like, what if um, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it was all right. I, I wouldn't say it was worth it. You could just jump into the movie and skip to the last five minutes and see it. But even then, it's like it doesn't offer too much. You can assume that, you know, the, the girl gets arrested in some way, shape or form just by mm-hmm. watching the TV show, even though they have it on that cliffhanger ending. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it would like offered that much. I mean, it would have been severely disappointing if, you know, Otokawa's journey just ended with this girl killing him. And then, like, no one's able to actually solve the mystery. And that would just kind of undo his whole his whole growth and his whole journey throughout the series. Um, I, like, thankfully, it didn't go that route. But, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if we really needed this ending. Like, it was just an extra sense of knowing that Otokawa was all right. Which I think we already knew even with that cliffhanger ending at the end of the show. But that brings us to our final thoughts for Odd Taxi and, I guess, Odd Taxi in the Woods. Uh, So how many crazy Odd Taxis out of 10 would you give the TV show and if you want to share your score for the movie as well? So I would give the show, I gave the show an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a great show. I thought it was... It was more subdued than I was expecting because, you know, oftentimes when there's all this hype behind a TV show, you maybe inflate your expectations a little bit. Um, So I thought it was going to be more like intense, more action-y, more like mystery or whatever. It was far more subdued, but not in a bad way. Like it offered a very realistic take on a lot of these characters and their storylines. So I I thought it was great. I mean, the, the writing is phenomenal. I don't know how you can pack so much shit into such a short amount of time and do it in a way that's perfectly paced that touches on everything and gives everything closure like it was just so impressive to watch now the recap movie because of the issues that we talked about just a moment ago i ended up giving it a five out of ten as you all know i'm not a fan of recaps in general i think it's just weird um to do that in in a time where you can stream stuff and just go back if you need to recap something or watch a YouTube video that I'm sure will summarize it for you. Um, But this recap movie, I thought, did a disservice to Odd Taxi. I even asked somebody, again, who watched the original TV show first and then jumped into this, you know, knowing full context about everything, I felt very confused trying to to remember what was going on through the way they deliver this movie. And again, the extra ending at the, the end of the movie, I think, offered something but didn't offer a lot. So yeah, five out of ten for that one. What about you? Yeah, for Odd Taxi, the TV series, I would give it eight an 8 out of 10. It 
was definitely the sleeper or I guess surprise hit of 2021 because it is a well-crafted tale of mystery and intrigue from beginning to end that's just centered around a character who is far from the hero you'd expect because he's just a um, a mundane cab driver who probably wanted to live a quiet life until everyone just wanted to throw their problems at him that leads to this adventure that's far more intense and thrilling than your typical taxi ride. Uh, you have all these great nuanced character moments, the puzzle pieces of clues that are scattered throughout the plot, and then even Orokawa's moments as an unreliable narrator, because I think we were also thrown off the scent as to whether or not he was the one who had uh, disposed of, or had, yeah, had disposed of the original idol member's body. And all of these things just enriched the viewing experience of trying to connect these characters and these events together to a conclusion that still threw me for a loop. And despite these characters and the story kind of being depicted through what I would say some people call cartoony, I think the fact that it conveys all of these adult themes that we talked about, like the, the criminal elements, the effects of social media, and the human condition overall just shows the power of anime as a medium for storytelling beyond people's own quote-unquote odd perceptions about it. As far as In the Woods goes, I would give that a 6 out of 10. And we've reiterated this, only the last five minutes are really worth your time if you've watched the original show. I think the movie is a, it's a half-hearted recap that acts like a, a small morsel of a dessert far removed from the main course. And it falters in really capturing the heart and the nuance of the original show, despite its two-hour runtime, which was far too long, as it, it, glosses, it still glosses over the world and the plot-building moments that really enriched the original story. Maybe it would have fared better as like an OVA rather than the whole movie, where again, the, the plot continuation just comes in the form of a photo slideshow. But I guess at the very least, we are out of the woods with the closure that we get at the end. But I think that just solidifies for me that Odd Taxi, it doesn't need a sequel. And I think it's, it's terrific enough of a series as a neo-noir series for it to stand on its own. By the way, I don't think we've mentioned this, but the director, Baku, or Baku Kinoshita, this was his debut as an anime director. Damn. So compare that to the guy who directed XR <laughs> and the success, <laughs> the success that Baku Kinoshita has reached. And I actually sat in on uh, a panel that he did for Odd Taxi at Crunchyroll Expo. And I think it was his first time in America. And he was uh, showing off the the Doc Martens that he had bought <laughs> during his visit here, but he was just like just so grateful for all the love and support he's got, and it it's well deserved with how he how he directed this series. Maybe not so much the movie, but it it's definitely put him on the map. And I know that he's aiming to do a like a Martin Scorsese like anime next. So I I just can't wait to see what else he has in store for the future. Last question. Um, if Otokawa were to see us as animals, what do you think he'd see? Whoa. But you have to answer for me because I already know what yours would be. 
Yeah, I know what you're going to pick. Yeah, you would be a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, for you. It's okay. You, you can be honest with me. <laughs> I'll say because it's a running joke with our group of friends. A cougar. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there you go. I would be a cougar. You would be a monkey. <laughs> and Rigby would be a there dog. Are already, there are too many monkeys in Odd Taxi. There's like not bab- enough monkeys bab- in Odd The taxi. baboon, <laughs> Dobu, the uh, uh, white gibbon, Don Raku is, uh, what is he? Is he a baboon? Is he the blue butt monkey from uh, Lion, Lion King? King? Oh, like Rafiki? Um what was his wow <laughs> I, I was just looking at the list donoraku is he looks like rafiki yeah i guess he was a bad oh yeah and then the doctor's a gorilla i was i'm just saying there's there's too many monkey characters you can on never this. have <laughs> okay. too many monkeys <laughs> too many primates <laughs> all right well there you go um let us know everybody what you think Orokawa would see you as if yeah. you were an animal i don't know why i just thought that would be a fun question to ask but thank you everyone for tuning in to our odd taxi review again this was a highly requested review from many of our listeners so we're happy to finally be able to do it um again i think the show is fantastic not sure if the recap movie is worth your time hopefully we could kind of shed some light on whether or not it's worth watching but either way hope you enjoyed um as always subscribe to strictly anime on your favorite podcast service join our discord to chat with us and tell us what animal you would be follow us on instagram at the strictly series on twitter at strictly series and check out our website thestrictlyseries.com if you'd like to support the show then head over to patreon.com slash the strictly series and tune into strictly jojo our other podcast dedicated to jojo's bizarre adventure where we are in the throes of a stone ocean part two review series all links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.